Ever wish you had a place where you could truly belong? Welcome to Heartstrings and Humor, where hearts meet, stories intertwine, and connections flourish. This podcast is your invitation to a judgment-free zone. Laugh, cry, seek advice, or share your experiences. It's all here. I'm your support network, your sounding board, and your source of motivation all rolled into one. The best part? No need to worry about draining your wallet on pricey therapists or coaches. Just hit that follow, like, and subscribe button to become a part of our vibrant community. Tune in to Heartstrings and Humor, and make sure you never miss an episode, because here, your story matters. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Heartstrings and Humor. I am your host, Brandy McQuiston, and this is episode two of my new podcast. My first one, I introduced myself and let you know a little bit about the podcast and where I hope it goes. So I decided on this one I was going to st- uh, share a little bit of my story, my beginning story. And this one is kind of about my first loss, big loss in my life. As a very young child, when my mother and father were still together, I was what you considered a daddy's girl. I absolutely adored my dad and loved doing things with him. He always seemed to make everything be the most fun thing you'd ever got to do, even if it was just going to the store he would somehow make that a fun trip. My memory is very limited about those days, but the memories that I do have were amazing. When I was older, I understood more about the conflicts my parents had during those times, but as a child, I would have never known there were any issues between them. I'm not sure exactly how they did this, because I remember arguments my aunt and uncle had during that same time period but never remember my parents disagreeing. So when the time came for my parents to split up, I don't think I could even imagine understanding why or what was happening. I do remember sitting in the front yard with my sister. My aunt came up that day, and me and my sister and my mom went with with my aunt. After that day, our lives changed drastically. Some for the better, and some for not the better. I wouldn't say the worse because I don't really consider anything in my life to be bad, worse, anything like that. It just isn't great. So after the split and the divorce, we only got to see our dad ever so often, like the normal visitations that they do at the courts, and really not as often as we should have. This was not due to our mother's doing or anything like that. I did not like that this at all because I loved being around him all of the time. Everything was a party or made to be extra special. So for me to only get to see him once or twice a month, if even that, I was not happy, little girl. I do remember a few visits with him, but I am sure we actually stayed with him more than I remember, but maybe not. Again, My memories are very fuzzy about that time, and there's only a few that really stand out to me. 
I remember one time when we went to stay with him in his apartment, he had a new girlfriend. I definitely do not remember her name. But that weekend they had a party with all their friends, and there were a lot of them. And the girlfriend gave me and my sister, and I'm not sure, I think maybe my cousin or uh, maybe one of my friends had gone with me. She, uh, The girlfriend gave us this big box of all of these earrings to play with. We thought this was just the coolest because we connected all of the different earrings together to create these really long ones that dragged on the ground. I mean, what little girl wouldn't want the biggest dangly earrings in the world? Honestly, that is the only thing I remember about that one visit, which is kind of sad to know I don't remember him around much that time, but I do remember the earrings. One other visit I remember was when he bought us those those little wax Coke bottles that had the juice inside them. And when we finished drinking the juice out of them, he put them into a pot and melted the wax. And when they were all melted, we then played with that wax, making all kinds of sorts of things. And I don't remember the specific things that we made, but I just remember we got to play with this melted wax and that was pretty cool. That weekend was pretty similar with another big party being thrown, and lots of friends around. I do remember we were told to stay out of the bedroom, which was not normal. But when you're a child and you really have to go to the bathroom and the other one is occupied, you kind of have to go in there. I remember going into the bathroom, but noticing that on the dresser, and it was a black dresser, I remember noticing on the dresser there being white powder on the black dresser right by the door. As a kid, I had no idea what it was and probably just thought he spilled some baby powder or something. Now, as an adult, looking back, well, I'm pretty sure it was not baby powder. On another visit to see him, we actually went to someone else's house for the party, which was different. But again, at this party, we were told to stay in a specific room until he came to get us to leave. We didn't mind much because the room was really cool. It belonged to the son of the person who lived there, and the son was in high school. So, We were in a high schooler's room, and ooh, were we cool for that. The room had posters all over it and lots of crazy guy stuff everywhere. The really awesome thing was the koosh balls that were hanging from the ceiling. This was the 80s, and yes, that was an 80s thing. So us kids would get on the bed, and we would jump up on the bed trying to hit them, and very surprised, no one got hurt. I'm sure we had some minor injuries, but... I don't remember anybody really getting hurt. Those few memories are really the only ones I have of going to visit him. We had old home videos somewhere that helped with remembering moments when my parents were still together. Once they divorced, those videos with him stopped. So I can only go off my memory, and we all know memories can be distorted over time. The visits with my father started happening less and less. I remember waiting on the front porch with my bag, just waiting and waiting for him, and he never showed up. My mom would have to make me come inside sometimes because I didn't want him to think that I wasn't there waiting for him. This memory is why when I watch the movie Blow, I cry like a little baby in that movie because it reminds me of that. Of course, there was always some excuse as to why he couldn't make it, Although I'm sure they were false, and I'm sure they weren't even good excuses. 
Eventually, the visits stopped when I was in about third or fourth grade, but he would still call every once in a while. The calls continued to around junior high or so, not really sure, and then those stopped too. When he did call, he would always ask if we got the birthday and Christmas gifts he sent. This would then start a huge fight between my mom and I, because I would blame her for hiding them and throwing them away. Well, that's what he said that she was doing with them, and that's why I didn't get them, just to make make her look bad. I was angry at her for many years, thinking she was hiding all of these things from us, that he had sent that, and she was the reason he couldn't see us anymore. I believe she was trying to make him look like he was a bad father. But as I got older, I started to realize the truth, that she wasn't keeping him or the things he sent to us from us, but that he never really did, and he was the one who made the choice to stop seeing us. It was around junior high and high school that I started to realize this truth, but that only caused more anguish. If he really made the choice not to see us, then why? What did we do that made him want to stay away? or not have anything to do with his daughters. I just couldn't imagine my dad, whom I loved and adored, wanted nothing to do with me, and that he could so easily remove himself from our lives just because he didn't care about us anymore. Right before I got married for the first time, I had my final contact with him. I reached out to him to let him know his little girl had done well in life. I had graduated high school and was now in college and getting married. I had a job and hadn't had a kid yet, graduated high school without having a kid, and didn't have one right after I was in college. I was trying to do things in the right order. He actually asked if he could walk me down the aisle, and I said no, that mom would be doing that. She's the one that raised me. She gets that honor. He informed me that he had liver cancer and was not doing well. Of course, I hated that news, but I don't think it hit me as hard as it should have. This was during the summer, and that Halloween I got the call that he had passed, but it was cirrhosis of the liver, not liver cancer. That made it much, that made much more sense. On that phone call with him, he asked how old I was and how old my sister was. It was then I realized, well, he doesn't even know our birthdays anymore. And then it really dawned on me, all of those things he said about sending gifts had to be a lie if he doesn't even know our birthdays. So at that time in my life, I never knew the full damage that had been done to me and how my father leaving and not wanting to see us had affected me. I wouldn't know this or figure it out till many years later, after many failed relationships and marriages. Parents do not have to be together to make sure their children are mentally and physically taken care of, but it truly does take both parents being a part of their life. When one parent decides to remove themselves from their child or children's life without explanation, there can be some major lasting effects that will mold the child into the person they will become, and most of the time, it isn't a good thing. I found this out the hard way. I had to go through a lot of trial and tribulations of relationships, and they never ended well. I never could figure out why. And it wasn't until way later, after all those failed relationships, that I realized why. 
I was chasing relationships that resembled who my father was. And as we can tell, those were not good relationships to chase after. So after learning that, I have began trying to identify the areas that I need to work on for myself so that I don't continue following that same path of destructive relationships. In my next episode, I will be discussing parental abandonment, what it is, how it affects the child, and the outcome it can have for the child. I'll also talk about how you can identify some of the characteristics of abandonment issues that create difficulties and some ways you can navigate and overcome those obstacles to live the life you deserve. In some of the next episodes, I will get a little more personal with some of my own stories about my relationships. And some of those can get pretty bad. Thank you all for joining me on this episode of Heartstrings and Humor, where we can laugh, cry, and grow together. I hope you found value in this episode. And if you have a story of your own that you want to share or a topic you would like to hear about, please reach out to me at brandymcquiston at gmail.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-Y-M-C-C-U-I-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Or on the podcast page on Facebook, Heartstrings and Humor. And make sure you like and subscribe. Feel free to leave a review. And please, come back next week for a brand new episode.